0: Harness Racing New Zealand, Matt Markham in the hot seat this morning filling in for the boys and we take another step towards the New Zealand Trotting Cup today with the time-honoured Hannon Memorial to be run today at Omeroo, looking forward to what should be another great edition of that fantastic race as I said we build up towards the New Zealand Trotting Cup when the stars come out to play. Before we look forward to Omeroo today we're going to look back and go to Eddington on Friday night and bring in our first guest pretty quickly, Robert Butt. Bob, as he's known, took two trotters to the races on Friday night and they were both successful. Bob's on the line. A very good morning to you, Bob.
1: OK, Matty, Hello, are you, Mike?
0: very well thank you fantastic night for you on friday night picking up two winners also bringing up your 150th training career uh, success of your career that must have been a, a fantastic milestone to achieve and one i'm pretty sure you'll take a bit of pride out of too yeah it's great i actually didn't know
1: that you just told me then so no that's good
0: Always nice to uh, tick up those milestones Bob, we'll talk about these two winners on Friday night And I want to start with Wilmer's Boy A tactical landing out of Wilmer's Mate Of course a horse who you knew well And your father David knew well as well A multiple group win, one winner for Paul Nairn Now, you take horses to the races And you know that they may have a little bit of ability But when they go out and win by nine lengths And do it in the manner in which that particular horse did uh, Was there a little bit of surprise for you?
1: Yeah, but um yeah, bit of a support, bit of a surprise, oh gosh, mate. It's just one of those things, I suppose. You everyone just everyone thinks they've got a um, nice one, but, but it's just sort of hard to line them all up um, until, until they go, go and race against each other. And uh, now Brett, uh, uh, with him, he looks he, great.
0: He looks a professional. we uh, tried to bob. He, he looked like he handled the first race day or race night experience all in his stride, and it was wasn't a fuss to him at all.
1: No, nah, he's got a lovely temperament and that, but he's just um, he's not, 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 not quite there yet with his gait and that, but um, hopefully in, in time he'll get better.
0: What do you do with him now, Bob? I mean, op- options are obviously plenty for a, for a two-year-old trotter later in the season with some big features, but do you just keep him ticking over now, or is there another race uh, in the immediate future that you're looking at?
1: Yeah, well, actually, I was going to tip him out for a bit bell after Friday, but... Now, since he went so good, i sort of got to give him his chance on those big ones, so he's just going to have a bit, a bit of a friction up now, now and um, uh, work his way towards him. He might have a race or something before or, uh, he's got the two big ones. I think they're on December 1st and on the 10th, so um, they're just his aims now, and then he can have a good spell after that.
0: He's a $3 favourite for the Lone Star Size Stakes Two-Year-Old Trotting Championship After that victory on Friday night Just sticking with the two-year-old trotters Bob uh, I know you've got a couple in your stable I saw one of them go round at the Meffitt Or Mount Hutt workouts uh, yesterday John Dunn did the driving But have you got a few young trotters Two-Year-Old Trotters or just a the couple there? Yeah I've got, a, got a, a nice sweet bunch
1: of two-year-old trotters So um, they're all I've um, got four or five there That are going to make um, Nice racers for the time Anyway yeah.
0: I certainly like the look of Cyclone Zion W yesterday at Mephin Obviously got that first one out of the way A nine length victory And then you lined up your very promising three year old trotter And gold bullion first up And Bob, as far as first up runs go I would imagine that you couldn't have asked for much more From what is a very exciting horse
1: Nah, no, I was right with him um, You know, his first start He actually, he has a great since Started December last year, and the ancient March was whatever one it was, and now nah, nah, nah. uh, Brett was in the, was
0: sort of um, you know, and the uh, old horses that he was up again, so now um, Brett right with them. Because people shouldn't underestimate how how hard it is for a, a juvenile trotter, or a three-year-old trotter, especially when you're fresh up. I mean, you're taking on you know seasoned open class trotters like Out of My Way and and Spider Moment and Co. It's it's no easy feat going out there and racing those horses, is it?
1: Oh, he's right, and I just so race-hard and my... Like, hey, he's only he don't had four starts, so um, it's, it's a massive jump, you know. They can run good time, and they, they know what they're doing out there, so, no, uh, it's really... Living it.
0: he, he showed a lot of promise, obviously, in his first campaign, but do you feel like he's, he's really strengthened up and, you know, built into that frame a wee bit and ready to be a bit of a serious racehorse?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, well that was... um. That's why we um, gave him such a good spell and, and we uh, missed the, the Derby. from now. that up north earlier in the year, just because he needed to fill it out. And um, um, so, so, hopefully, it's going to pay off, pay off for us, and
0: um, uh, this spring. What's it like uh, training horses for the grandparents? Are they uh, are they pretty harsh on you, or do they just let you do your thing? It must be nice to get success for them, obviously. But what's that like? You know, um, obviously, you've got a great. Relationship with Robin and Jackie, but uh, they've been big supporters of you. How's that? How's that relationship work?
1: Oh, they've been brilliant, for me. They've been and big supporters, support. and bloody have my nice horse for them. But um, no, he's he's, he's real good to train for now. No, no, he knows what no, it he knows what it's like out downs of race. And so, so um, no, he's he's he's, he's lot, a lot better to train for than his son anyway. anyway.
0: <laughs> Hopefully Davey's tuned in listening to that comment $3.50 favourite <laughs> now for the <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's got a smile on his face too, $3.50 favourite for the NZ Trotting Derby is Gold Bullion What do you do with him now Bob? I know the natural progression generally with trotters like that you know you work your way through towards the Hambletonian at Ashburton at the end of October but you've probably got to keep him ticking over between times
1: Yeah he's probably like um, quite a naturally fit horse now he's had a, um, he's had a couple of trials and a good race under his belt, so um, I'll pro- there's, there's a premier yeah, meeting um, um, ten days before the Hamiltonian, so I'll, um, I'll probably get there with him and take a good run for him um, out from the Hamiltonian. But um, just um, he doesn't need to be on race when been leading into the Derby.
0: Because uh, we're in that interesting position where in the past maybe one or two trotters have dominated those juvenile ranks But we look like we've got a really, really good crop of three-year-old trotters at the moment Particularly in the in the boys, you know, we saw um, What's Wanted and bitten win And obviously the Philly Sonny's sister run a fantastic race on Friday night as well And then we've got Confessional and Love Me Too So you've kind of got to be at the top of your game every time you step out if you're going to be taking on horses of that calibre
1: Oh, sure thought it going to have to be. Yeah, uh, to, um, yeah it's unreal um, crop. So um, just hopefully on those days, see, it's a good and day and may a bit of an off day, you know, cause it's, um, but it's, it's going to be great for racing mm, because, like you say, say usually the most years the sort of one that's just not too good for the rest of them, but um, no, you know, it's going to be good for racing anyway. anyway.
0: Yeah, looking forward to seeing what Gold Bullion does for the rest of the season. 19 wins on the board for you as a trainer out at Woodyham Beach this season, Bob. Obviously, a little bit of time on the sidelines for you while you recovered from a bit of surgery and the like, but you're happy with how things are going? How many horses are you working?
1: i um, just We're doing about 20, mate. So, no, so, um, nah, it's t- they're picking along good, and um, just um, yeah, no. nice, nice bunch of young ones coming through, hopefully. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, so hopefully we can yeah. have a spring and summer because it's sort of been a bit of a slog over winter and that yeah. was um, working them all up so
0: hopefully it can pay off for us. Excellent, I know you didn't know that you are on 150 training wins so I'll let you know that you're on 295 driving wins and I reckon you can go close to adding to that tally today, you head all the way to Omaroo for one drive, now if there was ever riding on the wall that you thought a horse was a chance, if you're going all the way from Woodham Beach to Omaroo for one drive, you must think that Resolve is a bit of a hope today down there at Omaroo.
1: Yeah, well, she's a, she, she's a good old mare. She's it's a h- hard and old thing, and I was wrapped with her, um, rat with her um, first shot the other night. Had. And she hadn't had a trial or anything. She got, she got one real good, and, um, and the and race that probably didn't suit her too much. So obviously there's um, three or four other really good mares in there, but I'm um, sure she does, does everything right and you um, get a good run, run into, into it, um, she'll hopefully be there about anyway. It.
0: Always nice putting on those Paul Nien colours because you know you're going to have a horse uh, in front of you that's ready to go a big race. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, you can
2: uh, of confident
0: anyway. She goes round in race number nine, the Jasmine's Gift, Phillies and Mears Stakes Group 3 Trot at Omaroo today. Bob, thank you very much for your time on Trot's Talk this morning. Well done again on the 150 training wins. Good luck today on Omaru, and we look forward to watching those quality trotters of yours out there in the future. Thanks, Matty.
1: Cheers, mate.
0: Bob Butt joins us on his way to Oamaru. I would presume our first guest of the morning. You're with Matt Markham on Trotstalk courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. We thank HRNZ for all their support here at SENZ. Head to www.hrnz.co.nz to get all of your racing information. We might go and pay some bills to, to get the morning underway and then come back and we'll hook into what is known as our Southern Man segment to carry things on here on Trotstalk this morning. I'm a Southern
1: man, and I'm so Britain. I got the south in my blood, and I'm going
0: to be here till I'm dead and well. A very fitting anthem considering we're heading south of the Waitaki River today down into Otago country. Of course, Dennis Henderson, the ultimate southern man, great memories of that, belting out at Carisbrook as the Otago MPC team run out onto the paddock. Hannon Memorial Day, one of the great Open Class New Zealand Trotting Cup lead-up races over the year's first run in 1938, won by a horse called King's Play. Driven by the late Morris McTeague. Uh, there's been some fantastic winners of this race over the years. Go back through and uh, look down the uh, list of winners. Akuta, of course, the winner last year, one of the favourites for this year's New Zealand Trotting Cup. Dream About Me, Spank'Em Go back even further, The Great Monkey King. And then we go back even more to horses like Blossom Lady, Aracles, Giovanetto won it, Skipper Dale. Palestine, one of my favourite horses growing up, once uh, trained by the great Terry May out there at Meffin. There's going to be another name added to the list today. That race gets underway at 3.04, of course, has massive permutations towards the New Zealand Trotting Cup after the first round of rankings were released for both the Cup and the Dominion late last week and the real moving and shaking as we build towards the second Tuesday in November begins now as we watch horses move up and down the order of entry list and fight for a spot in the top 15 for the New Zealand Trotting Cup this year at Addington on the second Tuesday in November. Just waiting to get a uh, couple of our guests online for the Southern Man segment. I'm looking to talk to both uh, Tim Williams and Kirsten Green. Of course, Kirsten uh, lines up her former star pacer in You May Collect, who's back after two years off the track. Just trying to track her down at the moment. And Tim Williams just driving through some patchy reception on his way down to Omeroo where he's got a three-pronged stonewall stud attack that makes him... A very favourable driver for punters today down there at Omaru. He drives both, uh, sorry, Artie by the Seaside, Double Jeopardy and Artie's Express in our feature. So hopefully we can get Tim on the line and have a talk about those three runners, particularly Artie's Express, who uh, has got a bit of work to do to work her way into that New Zealand Trotting Cup field. So we've uh, got a bit to discuss with Tim as we work through the day. That first race today at Omaru, Gets underway at 10 minutes past 12. They've got a fantastic 10 race card down there throughout the program. Of course spearheaded by the Henna Memorial but also the Jasmine's Gift fillies and mares trot. There's there's a outstanding uh, Diamond Creek juvenile stakes mobile for the two year olds where we see a small but very select field of uh, horses going round. Looks like we are struggling to get a hold of both Kirsten and Tim, but we'll keep trying. Maybe, uh, Braden, if we can, we could try and get uh, our next guest on, uh, Crandall Getty, and have a conversation with him uh, as we look towards Omaru and of course we talk about him and his wife Chrissy, who of course is also his training partner, bringing up their 100th training success together at Addington on Friday night, so... uh, We will endeavour to both catch up with uh, Cran and, of course, Kirsten and Tim as well. As we look through that uh, Omaru card, there's some fantastic races. As I say, there's a Neverlear Philly heat that we'll talk to Tim about, Artie by the seaside. She goes round in that alongside her stablemate Forever Me, but there's some excellent uh, horses going round in that. Sounds like we might have one of our guests on the line, and it is a very good morning from the Deep South to Kirsten Green. How are you, Kirsten?
3: Good, thanks, Matt. How are you?
0: Good, good. We couldn't let today go by, being Hannah Memorial Day. uh, Everyone was sort of rubbing their eyes a little bit when they saw a horse notification in the trainers list that a certain pacer from your stable was back in work. Uh, I talk of, of course, of Carlos, you may collect. Uh, Head to today with him and I know that you're just going to see where he's at but it must be exciting to have put him back on the float today and head to the races with him again. Yeah, yeah, it always
3: is. Um, You know, it's sort of... jumping into the unknown a wee bit it's two years away so basically if if we keep up and and he's with him at the finish then we'll carry on with him you know he um he's been working great and um you know he hasn't lost that competitive edge so yeah just sort of you know as you know it's a real tough grade to jump back into after two years away and there's no races for him down home so this was sort of halfway so (laughs) we thought oh well we'll come and come and have a run round and see um see where he's at really
0: Talk us through the process. Obviously, he was retired after that. I think his last run was October of 2021, I think. Uh, I I remember looking up. But, you know, you obviously put him in the paddock uh, post that. But when did it sort of start to come to a realisation that, you know, you might put him back in work and, you know, slowly start building him up? Um, Well,
3: actually... We brought him up to trim his feet, and I've got a couple of the rat bag horses that I wanted to work on the lead, and he's a really good cart horse, so I thought, I'll just use the old one, <laughs> use the old boy, and um, yeah, after sort of a couple months of that, he was feeling pretty good, so I thought, I'll throw the hobbles on him and have a bowl around, and um, yeah, it was like he'd never, never sort of been off the place, really, um, so yeah, it's just I thought, oh well, we'll just see see what happens, and um, his legs look really good, so yeah, I just sort of had no real plans, and then he just sort of got quite fit. So I was oh, well, we might as well have a, have a wee play and see what happens.
0: It'd be a little bit different to, to previous campaigns with him because, I mean, as you say, you're heading in with no expectations, and you know, you just want to see where he's at. Does, I know there was a bit of a cult following there for a while and things like that, and so the pressure's off. Does that, does that change the way that you feel when you take him to the races?
3: Yeah, yeah, it probably does. Like, um, obviously, he did such a good job last time in and he got it, you know, everyone really enjoyed following him, being a sort of unfashionable bred horse and anyone, you know, seven in a row, pretty, you know, pretty stylishly. And, um, yeah, like, last time we had him up, you know, you always sort of had hopes of getting to the New Zealand Cup or something like that, but all that's sort of gone out the window. So we just sort of, yeah, just just enjoying him and, hey, if, if he won another race, you know, Tom would be over the moon and it would be pretty cool. But, I mean... You know, if we go around today and, and he's not up to it anymore, then he'll just we'll just put him back in the paddock and he'll be my cart horse. He'll be the heck again, you know. So, no, it's just a bit of fun, really.
0: Sounds fantastic, and will be great to see him back out on the track there because he certainly draws the uh, the eyes towards him because he's such a fantastic looking animal. Uh, Kirsten, he's the only horse that you've got today at Omaru, but just before we let you go, there was one that I did want to talk to you about from your stable that caught my eye on Friday uh, down south, and that's He's a Meister. He is low flying at the moment, you must have been wrapped with his run behind some pretty smart ones in street art and Mickey Knows the other day.
3: Yeah, thrilled with him. He's um he's such an underwhelming little horse. Like anyone, the other boys have a drive on him at home and you'd think you'd sort of battle to win a, <laughs> win a race. But every time we take him off the place, he, he just tries so hard and he's just sort of getting better and better. He, he looked good when he qualified and then he sort of went through a bit of a rough patch. But um yeah, this time on he just, he's lo- loving life. And um yeah, as I say, like every time you take him off the place, he really tries hard for you. So yeah, sort of hoping to get him up to either cup week or you know show day and um, later and later on the season and um, well towards the end of the season, he's a couple months away I suppose. And yeah, no, he, he definitely looks like he's going to want to see more races for us anyway.
0: Excellent one to put in the black book He's a Meister Kirsten thanks very much for joining us on Trots Talk uh, this morning Best of luck to both you and Carlos and Tom uh, And safe journeys out there today in the Hannon. we hope you get through it safely And he pulls up nice and sound and well And uh, it's the start of a bit of a revival for him Thank you very much for joining us
3: Thanks Matt, have a good
0: one Kirsten Green online She has You May Collect The former boom horse from Southland Back after two years at the track going round in the Hannon Memorial today. Tim Williams is on the line. He's on his way to Omaru. Tim, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Matthew. How are we? Excellent. Thank you, Timothy. Three really strong drives for you today from uh, the Stonewall Stud operation today that we wanted to talk to you about. We'll kick off in race number five on the programme. You drive uh, number four in the book, which is Double Jeopardy. That's, of course, on the Diamond Creek Juvenile Stakes. Uh, he's been he's been very good in two starts to the races, Tim. It's like we might be just uh, struggling to get a good line there with Tim. get Braden onto the job. Doesn't look like he's there. What we might do is we might go and pay some bills. We'll go to an air break and we'll come back and hopefully Tim's through that really dodgy, patchy area of reception when we come back. so we'll we'll be back with you shortly. Welcome back into Trots Talk on your Sunday morning, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand having a few issues getting a hold of a few of these uh, licence holders as they're on their way to Omaru. There's a few sketchy spots on that road down State Highway 1 from Christchurch, but one man we have got on the line is Cran Dalgetty. A very good morning to you, Cran. Good morning, Matt. How's, how's things out at Kentucky and a lodge? Are we heading down to Omaru today or are we watching from the comfort of the couch? Oh, looks like we might have just had Grand drop out as well. Everyone's dropping out on us today. We're going to talk to Gran as Braden tries to get uh, him back on the line about the multitude of milestones that we've had over the last few days. Brian Norman kicked things off uh, bringing up his 200th training win on a Friday down at uh, Invercargill. When Trotter Steve was victorious, Karen Tomlinson picked up her hundredth driving win for the day as uh, for her career as well. When she was a victorious on the Classic Mission for her boss Brad Williamson late in the day, and Cran and Chrissy Dalgetty brought up their one hundredth win in partnership together. After three seasons of training, they've had a fantastic run. Sounds like we've got Cran back on the line. Cran, you just dropped out there, but uh, was just saying. A fantastic achievement for you and Chrissy on Friday night to bring up your 100th training win together. Must have been nice to uh, achieve that milestone.
4: Uh, yes, it was, yeah. And just a race that we out of the ordinary too, worth a couple of dollars, and kind of uh, driving it. So now it's been a buzz. So like we all say, we're going to look for our next winner now.
0: Correct, uh, 31 winners on the board for the season from just 122 starters You must be pleased with the way that the stable's been ticking over Particularly over the last few months, I did a little bit of a look back Your last 16 winners have all been at Addington You've got to go back to about May to find you a winner somewhere away from uh, Harness HQ But the winners just keep coming So it's always nice to be uh, loading a float up and heading into Addington on a Friday night
4: uh, yes it is always great you know, to, to win at headquarters, Is obviously the place you want to be in but uh, any place to win is a good place but um, hopefully we see the sights on uh, Omaru Day.
0: Yeah correct and we will talk about the Omaru team uh, a little bit later on but I did want to touch on your 100th uh, training win as a partnership and the winner in Coney Island Lou who of course won the uh, the Harness 7000 sponsored by Woodland Studs on uh, Friday night. That was an impressive victory first up grand. you must have been pleased with the way that he found the line.
4: Yes, so as well know he's in race for many months and uh, you know, to run a 55 mile rate and to to, to get there because obviously that I guess is a little bit early, but yeah, uh, you know, obviously got a bit of slipstream behind the leader and um, yeah, I know the junk Camp was very comfortable the horse, so yeah, he's running a 55 mile ride and to come off for of the win, um, yeah, it wasn't thrill. <laughs>
0: Now, he, he always looked a nice horse uh, through his last campaign and that, but, you know, has, has the writing been on the wall with him, that, you know, time's been his friend and he's come back, you know, a much more filled out version of himself? Uh, yeah, but that is what well
4: is i you which know, is good He's got he's a great job. He broke two things. He, he wasn't them to us because... Uh, it was a, a big change. We wanted to do; he done the But uh, yeah, just time and perseverance. Uh, we've got that intact, and he, he did perform. You know, as good manners of the other night.
0: Excellent. Uh, would be remiss of us not to touch on the efforts of your son Carter. At the moment, he's low flying in the cart. Thirty-seven wins. You'll be taking all the pride in watching him achieve what he's achieving out on the track.
4: Yeah, but if we think a lot.
0: So we might be just be losing Cran out there as well We'll see if he does come back Braden's doing a bit of work there in the studio We're not having an awful lot of luck today But that's alright, we will uh, soldier on See if Cran's still there with us No, it looks like he's dropped out as well So we're going to have to find some people that are still in Canterbury I think, might make things a bit easier for us Uh, What we might do Braden is we might Give our next guest a call, Uh, we're going to get Southern scribe Johnny Turner On board, he's been talking the talk all Week to all the trainers and Drivers around the region Leading into today's big meeting So uh, we will talk to Johnny Of course who pumps out a whole heap of content Online, of course for Harness Racing New Zealand But also on social media through his own page uh, And for various clubs and and uh, organisations around the South Island does a fantastic job to does Johnny, both audio and written and video formats. Um, So if you have got social media, make sure you jump on and have a look at uh, his, his Facebook page and that of, in particular today, the Harness Racing Club. There's plenty of content on there. We're uh, piling out the previews leading into today's big Hannah Memorial meeting and uh, just thought we'd catch up with Johnny and, and see what's been happening down in the Deep South. Always an exciting time of the year when we hit spring down there and we start seeing some of these uh, big bangers start stepping out on the track and of course we've got a few of them today in uh, Hidden Talent of course going around as well on the Jasmine's Gift. Sounds like Johnny is on the line. Very good morning to you Johnny, how are we? Yeah great mate, yeah, great to be at
5: Omaru, Uh weather's uh, a little patchy but uh, with some great racing on the track, uh, it's hard to not uh, you know, get pretty excited about what's ahead of us
0: here anyway. Yeah these are the sort of days that you know as a, as a juno and you know racing enthusiast that you live for, I know for me personally the Hannah Memorial was always a day I remember fondly as a young fellow watching some of the good horses and I imagine you're exactly the same.
5: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the uh, going through some of the old tapes this week, it was a lot of fun looking back at those great old horses that have made their mark. Of course, it's a changing race now. Uh, it's probably not uh, the focal point for a lot of the big guns, but um a, a heap a big field today, and a real opportunity for uh, horses sort of coming up from the middle grades to put their hand up and obviously get a massive boost in their ranking for the New Zealand Cup. So, uh, just as important for for the New Zealand Cup, and just as exciting to watch, obviously.
0: Absolutely. Now, you've been piling out the content on the Omero Harness Racing Club page today and talking to a lot of uh, drivers and trainers about their chances. How, how are you seeing it, as a, as a person who analyses a lot of races and watches a lot of races? How are you seeing today's hand and pan out?
5: I think the start's absolutely crucial. Uh, there's two horses drawn right on the inside of the front line that are hit or missed at the standing start beginners. Uh, Franco Norton's a really interesting one he spent most of his career on the unruly and he slots into barrier two. I don't know how that's going to go it could go really really well it could go terribly for the horses uh, from south and potentially some horses around them so that's going to be a, a real key point and the Republican Party, he missed away last week in the New Brighton Cup but I spoke to Crandall Giddy and he's telling me the horse is actually quite sensible and could make a really good beginning from one so what those horses do are going to a massive partner start. Uh, I think the key to the race is Pembroke Playboy, though. He is an absolute rocket from the stand. If he's to lead, he's going to take all sorts of catching. So uh, he's uh, certainly the one I've put the ring around in terms of my picks, but also the key to the race tactically what's Nathan going to do? Is he going to stay on top? Is he going to hand to the lights if anything goes? Um, you know, maybe Artie's expressed, although she's obviously just. Uh, beginning her standing start career so what happens in the first 50 and then possibly obviously within that first lap it's going to be uh, really deciding the race from my point of view
0: Obviously we get through the Hannon and um, as you say there's a lot of permutations and things that could work out there as we lead towards the New Zealand Trotting Cup but The fun doesn't stop, because about half an hour or 45 minutes later, we get the Jasmine's gift, the Group 3 going round. Now, I know you've spoken to Nathan Williamson, and it's fitting that you talked about Pembroke Playboy, but what was the vibe you got from him about his star trotter hidden talent after that impressive first up win uh, a couple of weeks ago?
5: Yeah, it was good to catch up with him. She's a horse that's uh, very athletic and not the sort of one he sort of has to drag out into the training track. and. Uh, you know, be cutting out massively fast sectionals to get her ready for a race like this. So he's very happy. She's had, I uh, wouldn't say an easy time, she's just been going through her paces and it sounds like everything's on song. She's uh, exceptionally fast and, you know, to my eye, she's uh, the clear class horse of the race with no disrespect to great uh, top level performers like Resolve and I Dream of Jeannie But with uh, a uh, well, head start on two good moves like that, she's going to take all sorts of catching. And yeah, full confidence from Nathan was uh, what I was picking up. And as we know, uh, I guess from anyone from the deep south are not out uh, to over their horses or over-state how they are, he says that uh, she will need, obviously, the right sort of run. Or, you know, she doesn't want to be a million miles back, but she, if she's not, she's got about a 27 quarter in, in her so, well p- possibly faster. So we may not see that on the uh, slushy uh, or rain-affected track today, but she'll be zipping home. There's no doubt about that.
0: With well, the rest of the card, Johnny, I know you'll you have a keen eye over the pretty much the entire program today and you would have spent a few hours pouring through the form. Is there, is there a horse there that you think maybe the punters that are listening into Trot's talk this morning could maybe get involved in that you think's a, a good chance? I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but I know you'll have one up your sleeve. Yeah,
5: absolutely. There's
0: one, uh, and
5: it's probably the riskiest player of the day, obviously, going to the maiden shop, but uh, George Elliott is a horse that um, I've chatted to Trevor Grant, and I don't want to say the wrong thing, but uh, punders may not think Trevor Grant you know, is quite in the same leagues of a, of a Blair Orange or a, or a uh, John Dunn because he hasn't got the big name, but um, he, he's, uh, he's got a nice little filly on his hands and she does everything right. So uh, She comes in at a, you know, a decent sort of price against uh, Moses, the favourite, who broke at his last start at the trial. so it's uh, probably a, a risk play there if you want to play the favourite and maybe the safe options to go around George Elliott who looks a, a filly with a little bit of ability
0: and been backed into from four dollars into three dollars fifty johnny if people want to catch up with all your content obviously omaru harness racing club facebook page at the moment or the hrnz page for your stories but just let us know what the social media pages that people can jump on to to uh to grab the most of your information
5: yeah southern harness news with uh with me uh type that into facebook you'll find all sorts of interviews and videos and that sort of thing we're trying to Spread the good word about uh, mainly the great people that are involved in our sport and obviously the Flash Horses as well. There'll be plenty to talk about and plenty of people to catch up with today. I'm really looking forward to it. and Arguably the race of the day, uh, the Omari Juvenile Stakes, exceptionally even and uh, really fascinating which young horse is going to put their hand up today. It's going to be a cracker
4: as well.
0: Excellent. Hey Johnny, thank you very much for joining us on late or short notice today on Trotstalk. Really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to uh, sitting back and enjoying all that coverage that you capture today at Omaru on what is such a great day for the Omaru Harness Racing Club. Thank you very much for joining us on Trotstalk.
5: Yeah, appreciate the opportunity Maddie. everyone uh, involved today. Uh, good luck with your pointing and up the wire.
0: Excellent, yeah, got to get one of them in for the day, the up the waas. Thank you very much to Johnny Turner for jumping on at short notice. Man who knows pretty much everything that's going on in southern harness racing. What we might do now is we might go and pay some more bills before we come home for the home stretch. I know that Tim Williams is eagerly sitting, waiting for a phone call, so we'll be able to get him online and go through those stonewall runners before we uh, wrap things up for the day. So we'll be back shortly after we've paid those bills.
3: Trotz Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz
0: Welcome back into the home stretch on your Trotz Talk for a Sunday with uh, thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. www.hrnz.co.nz for all your harness racing information. Tim Williams has Come back on the line and joined us. He's through that patchy reception area. Tim, we'll start again. A very good morning to you. How are we? Good, thanks, Matt. We'll go for the third time. Lucky. Excellent, excellent. Hey, uh, just before we cut out the first time, we were talking about one of your uh, leading chances for the day going round in race number five today, and that is number four, Double Jeopardy, uh, taking on the juvenile stakes down there at Omaroo. He's been very, very good through two starts to the races. You must be impressed with the way that he's shaping into a racehorse.
2: Yes, yeah, very much so. Matt, he's done a great job his uh, first two starts and just really like the way
5: he's found a way to really find the line and um, yeah, really pick himself up the last 100. So hopefully that uh, stands him in good stead again today and he can uh, find the Omaru winning post.
0: It's a little bit different today. Obviously, you've drawn a little bit out wide. Uh, out wide. You've got two Mark and Nathan runners inside you, uh, and some pretty pretty classy animals outside you too. in Spirit of Anarchy and Shard's Matrix. Do you do you sort of run out of the gate and just see what happens early, and then make your decision from there, or a, how do you approach it? I'm for definitely
2: gates
0: both
1: sides.
0: I think we're cursed today. Right, I've decided, like Tim's dropping out again, Um, he was talking there about Double Jeopardy who's a $2.10 chance. Just going to see if he's still there But uh, I'd say we've dropped him, which we have So what we might do then is We might head to our next guest We're not having any luck here today on Trots Talk that's that patch of road between Timur and Omaru uh, We might go to our next guest who I know is not on his way to Omaru So we should be able to get a hold of him without too many problems uh, And he can talk us through what some of the market movers And uh, what's happening in the bookmaker world Of course his name is Matt Peden, TAB Harness Racing bookmaker um, as we roll through towards today's Hannah Memorial Day in Omuru, We're 23 minutes out from the first Your favourite there is James Dean The Leo O'Reilly train runner does a great job with the horses Leo O'Reilly always ready to pounce uh, from the very beginning of their career And they do a fantastic job He's a $2.40 chance in the first So the money's come for him He opened at $3.30 So we're uh, rolling through nicely with Dean James Matt Peden is on the line now Very good morning to you Matthew How are we? Hello Matthew, top of the morning to you. Excellent, looking forward to what should be a fantastic day of racing today at Omeroo. Now, as a bookmaker, but you're also a racing enthusiast, do you, do you get excited about days like today, you know, where we've got the good horses going around and the good cards, you know, it's early spring, we're starting to build up, uh, do, do you get, you know, that, that fizzy feeling about, you know, the the good racing? I absolutely
2: love it. um, It starts to paint that picture for you, how things are going to play out over the next two or three months leading into the Cup and and then to some of those feature races after it as well. And I guess if, uh, if you love harness racing as much as I do and you're not excited about days like today, you're probably in the wrong sport. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. Too true. Hey, uh, what are some of the what are some of the best back runners today early on at Omaru? I know we've got a few market movers that I do want to talk to you about throughout the day, but what's sort of uh, sticking its hand up and, and really uh, being noticeable to you in the way the markets are playing?
2: There's a couple maps that they've come for. Race one, Dean James, Leo O'Reilly, trains and drives. He's been more well backed than was back since uh, since markets went up yesterday at ten AM, three thirty into two forty. Uh, race four, we've got a score of Paul Kerr's that Tim Williams drives, $11 into $7. It's really well backed and a couple of large bets on him as well. Uh, the Hannon, the best bet runner there has been Franco Norton, 8 into $5. No larger bets there, but uh, just constant support and a couple of $100 and $200 each way bets that just keep rolling in. So uh, he's definitely the most popular in the Hannon at the moment. And in terms of the Jasmine gift, Hidden Talent's been well backed, but there's a really, really good push for resolve and... Uh, there's plenty of people that are wanting to, wanting to get on the bandwagon when they've seen a good push for a Paul and runner, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of interest in that, and Bob gave it a nice push when we talked to him early on. Just go back to that hand market, Matt, and I guess the the benefit for punters out there is the weight of money that's come for Franco Norton, if they're not interested in the Stephen McRae runner, is that they're getting a little bit of value now for a number of other runners in the market. Uh, what else are they sort of playing around? I know you said he's the best backed horse in the race, but is there anything else that's grabbing the punters' attention? Yeah, Matt, look, the top
2: four in betting have all been popular, are Race is popular. There's that boosted price on her as well, uh, 380 in the win book. I think she's 420 in that boosted option there. So uh, she's been well back. Frank and Morton, as we just touched on, Pembroke Playboy had a lot of support, particularly in that top four market. A lot of people expecting it to go away, get in a good spot, and, and then Nathan has options and anything goes, as you'd expect in a race like this. When Mark Purden goes to Omeroo, uh, he's been well supported too. So they're they're not really singling anything out, but they're happy to try a few of that top market. Outside of that, there's a sprinkling of money as well for you, Mate Collect and all those loyal fans of his that,
0: um, that have been with him the whole way through his decorated career. Excellent, so there is a bit of money being played and of course all those other options uh, as you say the boosted odds on Artie's Express she is $4.20 but you've also got the power plays there so plenty to get involved in today at Timaru, uh, Omaru, sorry, including a uh, $20,000 pick six later on in the day as well which takes in both the Hannon and the Jasmine's Gift and those feature juvenile races as well. Matt, an exciting time of the year we're starting to see these really good horses step out at the track at both workouts, trials and races. I know you'll be doing a lot of homework and we've got plenty of markets open on the Futures book, A few changes after Friday night's racing, particularly in the juvenile trot. And we talked to Bob, uh, but before about both Wilmer's uh, Boy and also Gold Bully. And I know that there was reaction to their performances on Friday night for both the New Zealand Trotting Derby and the Lone Star Size Stakes Championship. It's one of those things at the moment, I guess, that you know the markets are completely changing from week to week as more and more of these good horses step out and start, you know, um, showing what they're capable of.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, especially in these younger juvenile races, like you mentioned the year-old trotters, just trying to uh, trying to work out, I should say, uh, what rung on the ladder each horse belongs to belongs to be on at this stage in time. Um, it's pretty fluid, and if plungers out there have a, any idea or they like one that goes to trials, there is some opportunity to get into some of those markets that that may still be a little bit volatile. So. Um, they're still finding their, their their place in a lot of these markets. I think boy might be seven or eight dollars before um, before Friday night, but he's obviously turned up. And, and as you said, gold bullying as well is into a into an outright favourite. Not knowing what with uh, high energy is going to do, whether or not she's back in time for those features later on in the season. But yeah, as you say, a lot of movement in those futures markets, and um, I expect there'll be a lot more to come after today as well, with a few of those needing to to be rearranged.
0: Yeah, particularly as we look towards like races like the Juvenile Stakes and Co. I see you know Double Jeopardy's currently a seven dollar chance for the uh, the Harness Million, so you could see that change as well. I guess the question that I've got for you, Matt, not, I'm not a, I'm not a big futures market better myself, but uh, are there are there a number of people out there in New Zealand that are playing into these markets? Are they becoming a you know a marketable option for punting as opposed to just backing what's in front of you on any given race day? Are we seeing an uplift?
2: Absolutely, Matt. There's there's a lot of opportunity for punters, particularly punters that want to play middle market. Uh, a lot of these juvenile runners don't have a lot of exposed form that are in the market, but you know, owners, trainers, you know, they might want to have an investment on the horse that they they know something little about, and um, and the, the popularity of them is definitely growing, which is good to see. It take a lot of work to maintain and update them, and um, and the punters are getting right behind them, which is which is really good.
0: I uh, just looking through here and obviously the uh, the reaction to copy that being surprisingly beaten at uh, Auckland on Thursday night has resulted in a wee drift of price for him, but also in his boosted odds as well, he was seven dollars fifty, I think leading into the race and he's out to 850. But I imagine there might have been some early plays looking to uh, from copy that supporters looking to get involved at that boosted price.
2: Yeah, and he was a tough one, Matt. I think um, I think when he when you consider that he was going around at a dollar ten, the ninety nine percent of the ninety nine percent of the punting public expected him to win, and I, I don't think there would have been any any reaction to the market had he gotten had he gotten over the line first. But I think the fact that he was beaten, albeit fresh up, and and, and Ray said that he did need the run, that, um, that I think he had to drift somewhat, so. As you said, we gave him that turnout, there was popularity for him before the race and, and the popularity continued, probably not on the same scale though, albeit there's, there's a little bit of support for him afterwards.
0: The New Zealand Trotting Cup market obviously open at the moment and probably might see some changes around 10 past 3 today after the Hannah Memorial, but Takuta your $3, $3.50 favourite, uh, assured five fifty. copy that six fifty. BD Joe at $8.00. <laughs> Matt, uh, it's an exciting time of the year, and I would imagine that there's been plenty of talk around the bookies desk about extra markets and things like that that can come out. So, best best advice for punters and you know the casuals or the more serious punters is to to log into tab every day and have a look and see what's available to them. Yeah,
2: keep checking it out. We're always looking to open open different markets and opportunities for punters. The the head to heads on both the uh, the Hannon and the Jasmine gift today. If, uh, Want to get involved in that way, and, and like we said, the uh, the boosted odds on artists Express and hidden talent and the Jasmine Gift too. So there's always different opportunities popping up just an on the website or the app, and uh, and they'll be able to go from there.
0: Excellent. Matthew Peden, thank you very much for joining us on Trotstalk on this Sunday morning. Your continued support of the show is much appreciated. Best of luck to you and your fellow bookmakers today, but not too much luck, of course, as we like seeing uh, punters go home with pockets full of cash. But I'm sure you will be just enjoying today as a spectacle like any other harness racing enthusiast as well as a bookmaker. So thank you very much for joining us.
2: Absolutely, Matt. Thank you and good luck to you and the punters for the rest of their Sunday afternoon.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Matthew Peden from the NZTAB Bookmakers Desk. Just about done here on Trots Talk for your Sunday. Hasn't been a very uh, fruitful day in terms of getting people on the line and uh, people dropping out when we got them. Uh, we were going to try for fifth time lucky with Tim Williams but we decided that uh, we might just let him go and focus on his drives but I think he can win races six. Uh, sorry, 5, 6 and 7 today. Double jeopardy into Artie by the seaside and I think Artie's Express is the horse to beat in the Hannah Memorial. Greg or Mick will be back next week to uh, take you through your Trots Talk on a Sunday morning with Thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. But thank you very much to our guests, Bob Butt, Tim Williams, Kirsten Green, Matt Peden, Johnny Turner and Crandall Giddy. Until next time, I will talk to you then.